0: Up the press, it's on! After two sellout events, the Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2015 for two days of powerhouse wellness with your favourite wellness couch hosts and Australia's wellness elite. Join us at the Melbourne Convention Centre on Saturday, August 15th, and Sunday 16th for an inspirational, educational, edutaining, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Now, if you want very special access to our limited two-for-one tickets, then make sure you go to www.thewellnesscouch.com, enter your name and email address and get on the early bird list. So pop the dates in the diary and we'll see you there. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, Debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes, share the real food reel with your friends, and continue to spread the real food love. welcome to The Real Food Reel. Today on the show we have Alex Stewart, a woman passionate about real food, low-tox living and inspiration. I've invited Alex on the show so we can all learn more about her message. Alex believes that we can be healthier, surrounded with less toxic stuff, be kinder to our planet and do it deliciously. Sounds perfect to me. Hi Alex and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you Steph? Really well, thank you. Thanks so much for your time today.
1: Oh, it's so good to be here. I could talk about all this stuff
0: <laughs> forever. So I'm yeah, super happy. To I be have here. no doubt. So <laughs> let's dive in. So I'd love you to share with us your story so our listeners can find out a little bit more about you and certainly how you got to be doing what you do today. Okay, cool. Um, I guess
1: how it started, it's, it's not a very exciting story. It's a story of uh, a few little niggling chronic illnesses. Um, I had tonsillitis so many times as a a young girl and teenager and into my 20s. And I'd say I probably had at least 40, 50 rounds of antibiotics in my time. So there was that as, as a thread. There was also a lot of migraines, a lot of headaches. And then when I was in my fourth year of the cosmetics industry in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And, um, you know, it's so funny, I look back to that time, um, especially when I first started out in cosmetics as a proud counter girl when I was 19, and um, every second woman had some sort of endometriosis, trouble conceiving, um, other fertility issues, horrible period pains, all sorts of feminine-oriented disorders. And I, I just don't think that's any kind of coincidence now that I've done so much research into um, endocrine disruptors and things but um i'll I'll keep sort of talking about my journey we can go back to that Mm. um and uh and then through my late 20s i actually started to see a naturopath and she helped me do wonderful things like quit smoking um she helped me identify some things that weren't serving me food wise and i the the change in my health was so dramatic so quickly from such small and relatively simple seeming changes that it really was a fantastic little wake-up call, a little, um, a a new way of thinking. And I started over the next few years to apply that thinking more and more and do more of my own research. And um, when I had my son just afterwards, I um, was diagnosed by my naturopath, not my doctor. He didn't think there was anything wrong, but um, with subclinical thyroidism. So this is when it's not bad enough to medicate but you have all the symptoms and um hypothyroidism swinging into hyper um symptomatically is kind of pre Hashimoto so that was another wake up call and again what i found really interesting was it was super common in women who just had babies particularly boys and um and when i started to research all of that again it was like oh my gosh And by then I kind of knew quite a bit and even though I had just started a luxury events business because I'd spent a lot of years in hospitality in the high-end sort of cocktail bars and and working for Maryvale Group as their um, group training manager and running one of their bars – I um, I sort of thought that was the logical thing to do when I wanted to start my own business, but very quickly started my own blog as well, and that just completely took over for me. I I was not being kept awake <laughs> with excitement over my events business; it was over being able to reach out across the fabulous interwebs and um, and help other people who were earlier in their journey than I was uncovering all this stuff. So. Fuse with that my absolute passion for um, cooking and you kind of get what I call a bizarre mix of activism and cakes <laughs> 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 but really healthy nourishing ones that you can have at the weekends completely guilt-free. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I think having a personal blog I guess is a really wonderfully indulgent way to be able to write about a really vast array of topics and everything that comes under this low-tox life banner is food, is chemicals, is the environment, is caring for our planet, is feeling light about making all those choices in our minds. And, um, and, yeah, that inspiration piece where you just, you know, sometimes we all need a bit of inspiration. So I really like to dip into ways to feel more inspired with our lives too. So that's the very short story of how I got to where I am today.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I think it's great that you can certainly share that with your audience and spread the message. I'd love to focus a little bit more on the low-tox side. Like, we talk yeah. about real food a lot here on the show, but mm. the toxin side, I feel like, is a conversation that's that's newer. I mean, it might not be for you and I, but say in a, in a general sense, people are becoming more and more aware of what they need to do um, oh, to live low toxin so could you give us a little bit of a summary as to what your message is around that yeah so
1: we can't be no tox unfortunately toxic free is a bit of a a myth because there's just too much out of out in our environments now there's too much swimming around us and I don't say that to be depressing but more to actually be freeing that Mm. perfection is something that doesn't exist it's not black and white and we can actually make peace with that as we just focus on uncovering the things in our everyday um, shopping basket that we're putting on our skin or around us in our homes or cleaning our homes with and what impact those are having on our health and the health of future generations, which is the really scary thing when you look at endocrine disruption and the effects of plastics like BPA, BPS, um and all of, of those plastics classes, it's not just us we're affecting, we're affecting future generational health. So it's it's the elephant in the room. You know, we've been talking organics, we've been talking real food for so long now um, and, it you know, you can eat all the organic food in the world but if your toothpaste and, and skin creams and shampoos are toxic, then it's certainly not going to help your overall health picture. It's, it's just a, a fact that if we're going to sign up to be low tops, it doesn't just mean food, it means what we're putting on us as well as what's going in us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think it's certainly something that, you know, we're continuing to learn more about, but the conversation's happening, as I mentioned. Um, I would love you to sort of break it down as to your advice around where to start. So we can keep it nice and simple from a journey point of view.
1: Awesome. Okay, so where to start is I always say to start with the right mentality (laughs) because um, if you don't have the right mentality, you will absolutely freak out once you start to learn this stuff. It's true. I take hundreds and hundreds of people through my e-courses for this and I can see the people who don't approach it with a, a light, excited, empowered mentality do Freak out, and we can save ourselves a lot of pain by going in right. And to go in right is to start with a f- phase out, do not freak out mentality, <laughs> okay? Because it's a journey, it's going to take a couple of years. Because some of the bigger ticket items, like your bed linen and quilts and all that sort of stuff, that you can't just change everything in a day, it's yeah, it's um, it's too much. So, you've got to relax and think that the best you're doing with that little change you make today is absolutely enough. And what choices to make and and things to look at first? Well, I would say the stuff you put on your skin for sure because that's like direct contact, whereas the stuff around your home is at least once removed at this point in time. Mm. And so um, for me it would be... Um, your body moisturizer, because that's such a huge surface area that we're covering with this product. And to either just switch to something super budget, super simple, like plain coconut oil or to just start investigating uh, some some safer options. Look, there are amazing online options now. My friend Irene has nourishedlife.com.au. My friend Tracy, um, both of these girls I've worked with um, for many years now, um, has biome.com.au. There's there's just so many resources. Just get Googling. But the main things you want to make sure are not in there are uh, fragrance as a word on its own in the ingredient panel because fragrance is where phthalates hide. And phthalates are endocrine disruptors along with a few other chemicals in that class. And these guys can literally bend our hormones by pretending to be our hormones in our body and confusing our own natural hormone um Signals within our body, and that to me is pretty darn scary. That this stuff is allowed to just swim around our supermarkets. Um, so, get rid of anything that says fragrance and replace it with brands who use natural essential oils um, or simply are fragrance free. That's an a, an excellent way to go as well. And then another little nasty you want to get out of your body cream is um, parabens. So anything in the paraben class is in that same endocrine-disrupting class. And then another one that sort of gets put in quite a few greenwashy brands and really good brands, I have to say, like it's a bit of a close but no cigar type ingredient, um, is phenoxyethanol, which is said to be safe up to a certain small percentage in products. But to be honest, because it is in the hormone-disrupting class, I just don't see how something can be safe if we're using it every single day and it's accumulating in us um, if it's in that class of chemicals. So that's, that's my personal view. I mean, you know, there are many people who might disagree, but, like, why gamble when there are some amazing, gorgeous products now that also don't include that one? That's my view. So, body cream, those are the three that I would look at um, avoiding. And you've got some beautiful brands. I could go on forever about those. The Love My Body Oil from, from Black Chicken Remedies is mm. so delicious. If you yeah, want I've started collaborating strips.
0: with Irene, and she will be on the show shortly. Nourished Life.
1: Right. Awesome. But
0: I think, yeah, it's a great resource because. Mm um irene does the work for us so rather than having to sort of stress around whether the company is actually 100 percent ethical or just removing the big names like sls and parabens irene assures us that those products are um the safest ones available so i love that
1: yeah absolutely she is the hardest judge on all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and her shop is definitely the cleanest of them all, absolutely, 100%. I yes, think I've got my
0: mum shopping guess. from there, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: it's just great because, you know, everyone's busy and you just want a place that you can go that you don't have to investigate every single ingredient list and you don't have to wonder whether there's a few little greenwash brands that have, you know, accidentally popped in there. She just doesn't let them in. So, yeah, yeah that's Yeah, I think it's
0: a good point to. because, you know, the SLS and the Paraben conversation is probably the oldest one in this group of conversations and mm. so you see products just writing that on their label and it, you know it's an obvious sales trick
1: oh totally it's like it's the gluten-free of the chemical world mm. you see gluten-free on the front of a pack and it makes you stop looking at the back of the pack mm. the back of the pack is the bit that no one everyone hopes you won't look at but that's absolutely where we need to look it is you know we're just uh, we can't have the little wall pulled over our eyes anymore. It's um, it's time to get clever. You know, we're so clever at everything else. We go 13 years of school, university, TAFE, whatever it is you end up studying, years of vocation, all this critical thinking, and we're not using it on what we put on and in us. It's bizarre. I find it bizarre that I was 29 before I realised this stuff. And I just feel so grateful to be able to help people realise everything so much sooner, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think you make a good point around the journey. So certainly prioritizing what you do daily, what's on your skin. So it's the, the biggest sort of percentage that you can change. Um, let's, let's talk about some, some surprises, say, throughout your research. What were you really surprised to learn was something that you had to you know, switch over?
1: Um, I was surprised to learn about the extent that Teflon technology was in things. Um, Teflon, um, PFOAs is another word for that. So think non-stick basically in easiest terms. And um, while it's being ruled out of uh, frying pans and cooking, um, as of this year they stopped production, DuPont, the company that make this uh, surface, I did a piece on it about three years ago and started to realise just how many things it was in Mm. to the point where this stuff... It's almost like they they got the ruling from governments that it had to be out of the frying pans by 2015 and as a sort of smart company, as any gigantic smart company with massive losses to risk would do is start to think of extra revenue streams, right? So um, they thought of things like putting it in kids' school uniforms to um, make washing easier and to make it iron-free, for example, same with sheets um it's in some mascaras it's in some what else is it in it's uh in irons on the surface of your iron um now hopefully you're like me and you just couldn't give two hoots about ironing and you just don't have one um but if you do make sure it's not nonstick. um your ironing board cover your oh i could go on and on but yeah. The kids' uniforms was the one that got me the worst because this stuff never breaks down. Like it actually never breaks down in the environment and to think that we're producing something on such a mass scale as every child around the world wearing these clothes that have this stuff in them, that just blows my mind environmentally, health-wise. It's just crazy. Um, It's also in a lot of cheaper... Um, hair curling irons, cheaper, non, um, slow cookers. So try and go for ceramic wherever you possibly can because that's going to be a much healthier choice for you and for the planet.
0: Yeah, it's a good too.
1: And, um, and then to just literally go through things, everything that you've got that's non-stick, do a bit of a stock take. There's the myorganicuniform.com.au if you've got kids um, and they don't use Teflon. Um there's um oh yeah just start going through everything upgrade from your cheap hair straightener and just next birthday ask for a ghd and just do that with each little thing doesn't need to be you forking out huge amounts of cash but just kind of make a bit of a priority list and over time whenever your parents ask you you know what do you want for your birthday or christmas you just pop that next wish list item on there so that it's not just you having to buy everything it's everyone else helping you with your collection building into a better direction
0: yeah Mm. so can you share with us any other day-to-day strategies that you have around low-tox living
1: uh yeah so um i carry a natural um hand sanitizer i'm really not into over um sanitization of things i hate that that um, thought that everything has to be mega clean and completely free from germs. But if you're in a public bathroom and you want to wash your hands, I don't use those bright pink soaps because they're full of very crazy, <laughs> very crazy weirdness. So I'll just rinse my hands with water and then do a quick spray of a lavender hand sanitizer that I've got from uh, Biome. I got that one. And um, that's that's a good little day-to-day tip to just avoid those freaky bright pink um, hand washes that seem to be everywhere um, and to just start to become aware of the spaces you, you hang out in and those um, automatic spray uh, air fresheners. Um, maybe you have one at home. Maybe you have one in your office or your office bathrooms and this is the number one item I would campaign to get out of your breathing environment because as we talked about fragrance with the body lotion, um fragrance is where those phthalates hide and they're absolutely in those air fresheners that um, time off all the air wicks or the glades or those um plug-in scented um, things into walls Um, and that's a daily strategy because you will come across these things at your friend's house at your parents house at the cousin's house family barbecue over christmas in your workplace at your tennis club, I got one taken out of um, where my little man was doing tennis last year. They're really, really toxic, and a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I think that's and you know, I, <laughs> I make these. Um, I'm such a dag. I make these mini air freshener little um, sprays, and I always have a couple in my bag just in case I need to get into a taxi and they've got one of the fake ones. And I have a little chat with the taxi driver about the chemicals, (laughs) about how he's working in this space enclosed all day. And I give him a natural one as a little present. And they always love it, except for one guy who said, if the government says it's safe, it's safe. (laughs) I was like, okay, buddy, good luck.
0: You're like Uh, the low-tox fairy. That's gorgeous.
1: (laughs) But I just think, oh, my God, could you imagine your whole workspace in this tiny little car breathing that stuff in all day? I just really feel for them not knowing, so I always do that. But that's, yeah, air fresheners um, as part of your daily get rid of it strategy is just it just has to go. And with that is all the pretty girly scented candles that are done without Without essential oil it's um it's better to burn a candle for the look of it and to diffuse essential oils separately um you know if you love the look of a candle or that beautiful romantic warm light go for it but get some beeswax candles because the regular ones are paraffin um, which is petroleum and, uh, and then you've got that beautiful beeswax burning. If you're vegan, you might want to go for a soy candle. That's totally fine. But, again, try and choose ethical. Try and choose non-GMO. Um, and it's just a matter of calling the company that you, you're you thinking of buying and asking them that. Um, so that kind of covers the big fragrance thing. That's definitely the most important one to get out of our daily environment. Um and then, you know, we all wipe down a surface or a counter or scrub our stove pretty much every day if, if we're home cooks. So get a good natural um, multi purpose spray. Now that can be as cheap as using a cup of vinegar, a cup of water, putting it in a spray bottle with your favorite essential oils and using that as your multi purpose spray. Or it could be buying something like um, my favorite brand, which is Resparkle a really awesome Melbourne chick who um, started that brand about three years ago. And, um, And what I love about hers is it's refillable pods. So you're not buying the whole container in plastic every time. You're just buying a small pod that screws on and you just fill it up with water. And that means she can charge less because you're filling up the water at home. She's not paying for the water volume of the product in transport to have to then add that into her retail price, which I really, I just find that so smart. Um, and that's a great little brand to get behind if you don't like making your own stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah so there, there's some just basic, if you do those few things that we've talked about, oh my gosh, you are streets ahead of, of most of your friends in terms of your direct contact with harmful chemicals in a weekly situation.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think certainly having those online one-stop shops makes Mm. it nice and easy. Yeah. We also recommend EcoStore. They have some fantastic um, products as well. Have you come across them?
1: Mm, I have. I, um, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I wouldn't use the personal care products, but they're dishwashing detergent and their um, dishwashing powder awesome really really good their clothes powder fantastic and their packaging is now um uh, sugar cane it's not plastic they've found a way to use nature um uh to to make their packaging which is really awesome so as a kitchen helper dishwashing liquid all that stuff awesome as personal care i think there's brands that you can go even more low tox with
0: okay great good to know yeah very great And so I want to find out more around how you teach people all of this because obviously it is a step-by-step process and there's so much more that we can learn. Tell us more around what you've got available in terms of courses and your online support.
1: So online you can always join me on the blog which is alexstewart.com, and probably once or twice a month I'll post something around low-tox chemicals Um, strategies for being more environmentally conscious but doing beautiful things for your day-to-day at the same time because I think that's what helps us feel good about change. You know, it's it's like to be an activist or to care about the world, you have to be labelled some sort of hippie who hangs off a Greenpeace boat in the Pacific and it's just not true. There's so many delicious, beautiful things we can do day-to-day and I really love sharing those with people because it makes you feel good about being able to be yourself and your type of person but incorporate really good choices in that mix um so that conscious living thing becomes something everyone can do not just something really extreme hippies do um and so that just happens on the blog organically a couple of times a month and then i have my e-course which is the 30 days to your low tox life and that is a doozy of a fantastic it's just amazing I've had about 700 people through it now and the the changes that happen for people in their lives the health benefits that people report if you're having trouble um losing weight if you i had one woman whose blood pressure went down mysteriously after years of medication and she's even off it now i'm not telling anybody to go off their medications always a conversation you have with your practitioner your doctor but um some of the changes have been incredible migraines gone um hives and itching and dermatitis in people's kids and so many things solved by just spending 30 days having a look at all the different topics that we cover and starting to implement those choices. Now, it is an intensive. I don't like to draw things out for three months personally or two months because no one wants to wait till week 10 if they've got a child for Kids Day or week nine if you're really keen on doing your nails really well for the nail day. Like everyone's got different priorities that they want to implement at different times. So I make it an intensive 30-day delivery. Well, it's 34 because we have our Saturdays off. Um, And Sundays is a meditation module, which is really beautiful. Um, And in those 30 days, we go across everything. So we've talked about five different things in our short time today. We have over 1,000 different recommendations that you can implement across a couple of years of just generally and gradually changing things over, everything from water filtration to Hair to nails to kids to plastics reduction to uh, clothes, bedding, mattresses. We go over everything, absolutely everything to lead a better, more low tox life. Where you just and what's beautiful about it is it's a springboard. So we're all in there, we're all chatting, we're all in the private group, really helping people. Um, figure out their priorities and support each other and even share new brands that some people have discovered in their own research. And once those check out, those go into our final course notes. Um, And so at the end of the 30 days, sure, you might have made a few changes, but because um, with the premium option the group keeps going, um, you have this incredible ongoing support where people seven months down the track are still making great choices that are new and asking, oh, for anyone who's done this yet, what have you found about this brand or what have you found about this? And it's just amazing to see it keep going and, um, and just be a testament to that phase-out, don't-freak-out mentality where it's a start and it's a springboard and it's the beginning of something really amazing and then you just go your pace, your way. Um, thereafter but it's a really it's an inspiring thing to help people do I get i got goosebumps now I get goosebumps every time I think about the people who've been through it and what they've experienced in just making better choices for the day-to-day and for the long term
0: yeah sounds absolutely awesome and we'll put some show notes in the podcast so that everyone can find out a little bit more and certainly sign up to get involved awesome yeah, so we've got a couple of questions that we ask all of our guests on The Real Food Reel, so we're going to jump back into food. Yeah. Can you share with us what a day on your plate looks like?
1: A day on my plate, it's, it's quite different from day to day sometimes, but overall I would do a savoury brekkie, usually somewhere between mushies or eggs or bacon or spinach. I sort of move through what you would get at a cafe in a big breakfast and just kind of have two or three of those things every day in the morning. I love the spring wellness sprouted um, quinoa bread, so I often have that too um, if I haven't made my own. And um, and that's what breakfast looks like. If I don't have a leaning towards savoury breakfast, I find I'm hungry by 10 o'clock. It just does not work for me and PCOS especially Um to have sweet things in the morning Um, then at lunch it's usually a component of the night before's meal I'm not a big fan of having to start every meal from scratch (laughs) it's uh, you know we're all busy so I always like to cook quite a bit of dinner so if I'm cooking a tray of roast veg I'll really pack that up to make sure I've got a good portion of veg to go through as a base or something yummy for the next day's lunch because I quite often make my lunch from home um, and uh, and then I'll have some sort of um, ethical meat, organic chook, over again usually from, say, a couple of nights before. So those two things together then become a new meal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then lots of spices, lots of herbs. Sometimes I'll just fry up a little onion and then toss that through just to give a bit of a different flavour to a night, the night before's meal. Um, and then heaps of dark leafies. That's always lunch I've just... If I don't have rocket or baby spinach or something that's dark and leafy, I I feel like I haven't had lunch yet. And um, then afternoon, I quite often am partial to a couple of squares of dark chocolate. I'm not um, some sort of demigod who manages to avoid chocolate. I love it. It is delicious. I will never give it up. Um, and then sometimes in the afternoon is when I really like to have fruit as well. It just makes me feel really alive and awake for the next few hours of the day. And then at dinner, lots of slow cooked stuff. Um, lots of really simple things, soups. I love soups at night. I like sort of winding down the food, having something really easy, digestible, um, and light at night and um and that's that's kind of the average day in the autumn winter and then in the summer it's usually just huge great salads and and lots of um fish or meats and 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 things like that too yeah just really really simple
0: yeah just the way real food should be i
1: I know i know i'm so it's and people think that it's going to be really exciting and 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 it tastes amazing but The thing is simplicity does taste amazing. If you think of the best chefs in the world, they make very simple food but they just do it really well. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful.
0: And what's next for Alex Stewart? Have you got some fun projects you can share with us?
1: I do. I'm going to the UK and New York in July to um, have some incredible meetings with people there um, and build up my resources for my e-course so that it can be done wherever you are in the world and you still get just as much support as the Aussies do in terms of where to shop and everything. So that's really exciting for me. And then in London um, I'm going to have this a meeting with this incredible professor uh, who is the leading um, doctor on the argument against genetically modified foods and I'm just such a nerd for this stuff so I'm really excited to get my science geek on and really understand from the best person in the world why we don't need this stuff. Because I think, you know, as a blogger, we we forget we have a huge responsibility. And once you've got a really big audience, you can't just make a throwaway line like GMOs are bad. We have to really understand if we're going to say something, why it's bad and back ourselves up and and help people understand to make better choices for themselves. And I take that really seriously. So, um, having a a morning, a morning with um, Michael is going to be pretty amazing. And I'm really looking forward to coming back and, um, and sharing the information from that interview. um, and then later on in the year, should I break it to you guys first? Yes, I should. <laughs> I've got a wonderful kids course coming up and it's just so good, so inspiring. So many parents find it. Um, there's so much noise out there. What do we feed our kids and what's the best start and how do we feed them if they're fussy and how do we raise them with really healthy food mentality and body image mentality and, uh, And I'm working on that with a very good friend um, who's really passionate about that too. So that'll be end of August.
0: Wow, that's happening. Super cool. Can't wait to see what what it all looks like as the year unfolds. Thank you. Thanks so much. And um, our last question before we wrap up today, I know you've mentioned your website, but where else can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find me
1: on Instagram. I really uh. like taking pictures and sharing inspo there. So that's X underscore Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T. And on Facebook as well, which you can click through to from the homepage of my blog easily. And those are probably the three places I hang out the most. And then if you're on my newsletter, you'll always see where I'm speaking next, events, upcoming courses, um, and that's probably the easiest way to get the lowdown once a month on what's coming up.
0: Yeah, excellent. So make sure you check out the show notes team to find out more about Alex and her e-course. Thanks so much for your time today and sharing your knowledge with us. It's a fa- fascinating topic and constantly evolving, but getting everyone inspired to make those gradual changes is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Phase out, don't freak out, please. Yeah, I love that. And, and can I just finish with just in case there's new information that's come up today, or you're feeling guilty about what you've been putting on yourself all these years, or you're feeling guilty about what you've been putting on your kids. Guilt is a complete waste of time. And it's really about just getting excited about what you're going to change today. Because if we play it that way, then it's a positive journey, not one that's just all about what you did in the past and how bad it was. And I think you know if we harbor that stuff I, I was doing it all for twenty nine years before I realized and um, ten years later I just I feel so fantastic and positive, even though there's all this horrible stuff out there because all we can do is just do it for ourselves, then help our family, then see how we can help our community and just grow bit by bit
0: yeah that's a super super message and I think certainly yeah keep calm and just focus on what you do daily like the skin and the products that you're exposed to most most regularly to start.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Lovely. Thanks again, Alex. It was great to chat, and I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Yeah, for
1: sure. Have a great day.
0: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives